Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Well, good morning and welcome to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Till, and we have a doozy of a show planned for you today. Uh, Trent Horn is joining me, and Trent, you will recognize that name. He's um, often on Catholic Answers here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, he's a Catholic speaker and author, and um, he uh, is a pro-life advocate, and he defends the pro-life position um, very eloquently, and as he did on Twitter recently, and he was bashed is an understatement. The profanity was intense and rude, rude, crude, and socially unacceptable. Well, we're going to talk about how to defend the Catholic faith when sometimes it's your friends or your family that is supporting uh, abortion rights, uh, and it's like you're afraid of alienating them, you're afraid of being beaten up emotionally, maybe physically. Um, so we're going to talk with Trent Horn about that here coming up shortly. Uh, but first, as always, some uh, items to keep on your calendar. Now, this Saturday morning, uh, Stand Up for Hunger, remember where the your letter carriers pick up your canned goods uh, for um, to help the food pantries? It's this Saturday. They need 66,000 pounds for one month to feed those folks in our area. And that's 19,000 people. And that feeds them for one month. And you don't think that there's that much food insecurity in our own community, uh, but uh, it is. And so I'm like, let's get two months worth. Let's double the amount that you would normally give and put that out by your mailboxes. So they, they requested things like peanut butter Canned fruits and juices, canned vegetables, nothing that's expired or damaged or partially used, and things that won't get crushed easily. Uh, cereal, for instance, gets crushed when you put 66,000 pounds on top of it. So think about uh, protecting those those containers. That's this Saturday morning. Um, also, uh, before we get to Saturday, Friday is the next Man Up West Power Lunch um, at noon at St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. Jesse Weiler is the scheduled speaker, and he's going to talk on the Mass and explain the two foundational principles of sacramental theology. So that, uh, as always, lunch is provided by Chick-fil-A. So you're going to need to register at iowacatholicradio.com. Uh, to uh, make sure that we have lunch for you, but you can always always can bring your own. And uh, there's all sorts of great events. You can uh, get your tickets for Scotty McCreary, find information about that, all sorts of good things, including our 15th anniversary Footprints of God pilgrimage to the Holy Land in November of 2023. So iowacatholicradio.com is your source for all sorts of good information. Um, also, folks, I remind you that May 15th is the deadline to nominate your special teacher, administrator, or school volunteer. Uh, they will be recognized at the Bishop's Celebration of Catholic Schools in October, but the deadline for nominations is this coming weekend, May 15th, so you're going to want to get your red, your nominations in. You know, to be able to recognize those faithful men and women who are our administrators or teachers or volunteers in our Catholic schools, this is an opportunity to do it. This is our first of what we hope will be an annual bishop's celebration of our Catholic schools. So go to dmdiocese.com, click on schools, 
click on support and you will see the link to how you can um, nominate those teachers and administrators and volunteers in your Catholic school. Well, my guest is Trent Horn. Uh, He holds a master's degree in theology from Franciscan University in Steubenville, well known to all of my listeners here on Catholic Answers and known as being a pro-life advocate. Trent, thank you for joining me here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for having me. I was um, appalled at your text. Uh, the tech, not your text, the response to your text. So I want to build the framework for our listeners. So, I mean, Trent, we know you as being a very calm and um, accurate, um, impassioned advocate for pro-life. So you had tweeted about the sanctity of life, and and here's here's one of the quotes. Uh, That's why when pro-life advocates talk about abortion, we must ask questions Graciously listen, find common ground, and focus on the one issue. What are the unborn? All without imitating the bad behavior of some who may disagree with us. That doesn't seem too obnoxious, Trent. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what you're doing to rile people up. But um, So here's, here's what prompted. I, I texted Trent over the weekend saying, I want you on the show because of this response. So he wrote... Um, show me a person who resorts to profanity and name-calling, and I'll show you someone whose views are so immoral and illogical that they can only win by throwing a tantrum and demanding those who disagree with them to shut the blank up. Um, Don't need to repeat what they said, right? Um, You know, Trent, as as I, I read that, I thought, you know, I've had friends and family that ever since the the um, Supreme Court decision was leaked, have come out of the woodwork in support of, of abortion. And I'm like, where do you go? How do you respond to those things without alienating family, without potentially driving a, a, a wedge between, you know, the left and the right side of a family wing and friendships? And you're an expert at that. So help us walk through some of these issues. Yeah, so I had, you know, in the the outbreak of the leaked draft opinion for Dobbs, had posted on my social media. Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as it was leaked, there was a lot of action on social media, Mm -hmm. and I just posted it and said, uh, you know, I'm cautious, but I'm optimistic, and that I'm going to write, speak, and debate until every human being has a right to life. Uh, and then there was a torrent of abusive uh, responses. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't mind. Uh, sticks and stones can break my bones, right. but your little social media post can't hurt me. Mm-hmm. It more shows the immaturity, uh, you know. Of, and I understand people have emotional responses to things. Um, I understand people have that, but at the same time, I would hope those people would do a little introspection to see, you know, what your response to this. You're not willing to just sit down and think this through. Because you only emotionally support uh, legal abortion. You, if you thought about it long enough, you would see that it's immoral, it doesn't make sense, you just want it for, for personal gain, so mm-hmm. to speak. Well, and and so, I don't know, and, and, I don't yeah. know, I think also, if you really want to defend abortion rights, then do some research and speak and passionately and eloquently about it. You don't have to resort right. to name-calling. Right, and it's just—it's not even name calling. I don't even mind that per se. Mm-hmm. In response to my uh, post, many people told me to uh, shut uh, shut up, uh, mm-hmm. shut up with more profanity added. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, a symptom of our culture where this side who defends—and it's not just abortion; it's 
so you know transgenderism, so-called same-sex marriage, where they just tell the other side, just shut up. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear from you. We don't want to hear you anymore. And it's shutting down reasonable debate because when reasonable debate happens, we can show the illogic of their position. And I think deep down they know that, so they just want us to shut up. Mm-hmm. And we absolutely cannot do that. And that's why in my follow-up uh, tweet, I said, you know, we have to engage people, ask questions, focus on what are the unborn, always get back to that one issue, uh, and don't imitate the bad behavior of those who will respond uh, uncharitably. So let's talk about some of the issues, Trent, because, you know, we do need that information to... Um, help educate our own positions so that when we are all of a sudden engaged in an argument, we have something more to pull from than our, our own. Well, it's just wrong, right? You know, it's just wrong. You don't need to kill anybody. Yeah, it's just wrong. So we're going to take our, our first break. When we come back with Trent Horn, we're going to talk about this question of what are the unborn as opposed to who is the unborn? What is the unborn? We're going to start with that issue. You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio welcomes Scotty McCreary with special guest Ali Colleen. Give myself Sunday, July 24th at the Iowa Event Center Ballroom. I'm in between. Friday night, wild and quiet Tickets and information available at celebratecountry.org. Sponsored by Ball Team. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Knights of Columbus Borman and Pfeiffer Agencies, serving the Catholic families in Iowa. The Knights of Columbus is a fraternal benefit society providing financial security to members and their families, specializing in life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, and retirement annuities. And you can reach Knights of Columbus field agent Rob Ryan at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801. Thank you and God bless. It's the St. Vincent de Paul Annual Golf Outing to fight food insecurity Thursday, May 26th at Copper Creek Golf Club in Pleasant Hill. Space is limited. Get signed up now at svdpdsm.org or call 515-282-8327. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsara.org, joinserra.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Till, and my guest today is Trent Horn, best known to all of us as a uh, oftentimes the apologist on Catholic Answers. Trent, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. And what are the unborn? That's such an oddly phrased question, but a valid one, because some people say it's just a clump of nothing. (laughs) Well, if it's a clump of nothing, then you don't need abortion, because you don't need to abort something that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. But you're right, people will say also a a clump of cells, for example, um, uh, 
uh, to which I would say, well, aren't you and I clumps themselves mm-hmm. as well? And really, we have to, the person who defends legal abortion will point out that the unborn are different than you and I, and that is true. They're smaller, they're less developed, they live in the womb, they're mm-hmm. very dependent on their mothers. But so what? Newborn infants are smaller, less developed, live in different places, and are very dependent on born people. Mm-hmm. So those differences don't show newborns are not persons or human beings. Uh, what we need to do is to show people, look, the unborn, the words embryo and fetus refer to the stage of development in the life of a human being. Mm-hmm. Don't you think all human beings should have a right to life regardless of their stage of development? Well, no. I mean, who? Yeah. you know, that's not so how good. they respond. They are like, well, but what about the, and then they rattle off the list of, of issues, which are always traumatic, you know, incest or rape or, or, you know, the health of the mother. And it's like, but there's, there are always alternatives besides abortion for those radical issues that don't happen as frequently as they get promoted sure. in the abortion world. Think- but I think also it's important to call people out when they do this. Sometimes I think I would say, let's do a thought experiment. Would you be okay with allowing abortion for rape, incest, uh, if, if there is a woman's health emergency, but banning abortion for all the other reasons, like I just don't want a baby or for birth control or because I don't feel ready to raise a child? And when you ask many people that, they'll say, well, no, abortion should be legal there, too. And I'll say, okay, then you brought up rape and these hard cases. That was really a smokescreen. You think abortion should be legal through all nine months for any reason. So you need to defend that view. Why should I believe that? Why should I believe that life magically begins at birth? Your change of location doesn't change what you are. Mm -hmm. Well, but Trent, okay, this is sarcasm, folks, in case you can't catch this. Um, It's my body, my choice. It's a woman's health issue. Well, I agree that it is a health issue, uh, that whenever we have medical interventions with pregnant women, we have two patients. Mm -hmm. Outside of the context of abortion, people understand when you do in utero surgery, when you do uh, medicinal therapeutic care for pregnant women, uh, you have two patients, the mother and child. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, you know what? You can do whatever you want with your body. Just don't touch the body of this unborn child. Mm-hmm. Your rights end where another person's body begins. Uh, and so that's, a you know, my mom used to say, you can swing your fist uh, until it reaches the tip of your brother's nose. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like your mom. Um, <laughs> so, Trent, as we, we look at this, you know, one of the issues that, that I hear people you know, will articulate and say, well, but it's the life of the mother is in danger, so we should be able to abort the child. Right, and I would say here that if, what, well, you have to still ask him, what are the unborn? Mm-hmm. If the unborn are not human beings, then it doesn't matter. Sure, whatever you want to do is fine. And for any other reason, abortion is justified. But if the unborn are human beings, And we should treat it like any other situation where we have two lives that are in danger. We do our best to save the lives that we can, but we don't directly kill one person to save the life of another person. And the fact of the matter is the pro-life movement has always recognized this. Uh, Abortion laws always allowed for abortion if a woman's life was in danger prior to Roe versus Wade, and that would be the same afterwards. Uh, And Catholic medical ethics allows for things like removing ectopic pregnancies where the child can't survive and you're trying to 
remove a damaged part of the woman's body, the scarred tissue of the, of the fallopian tube mm-hmm. where the child's implanted, that um, the child's death is foreseen but not intended, you're doing a valid medical procedure. Mm-hmm. So you can bring that up, but I think it's always important to say, look, at the end of the day, the vast majority of abortions are not done to protect life. They're done to protect lifestyle. They're done to protect... Uh, they're done because someone does not want to, a man and woman, do not feel comfortable raising a child. Uh, and if that is the case, uh, there are thousands of adoptive parents who are waiting. There are resources to help them care for this child. But regardless, even if they're not sure what the right solution is, they should know what the wrong solution is. And that would be ending the life mm-hmm. of this human being. Well, and I had an issue, uh, a friend posted on Facebook, well, but what about the 11-year-old that is raped and now um, is carrying a baby, and she shouldn't be traumatized by that for the rest of her life? Mm-hmm. You know, so and I'm I like, well, here, again, you... the solution isn't to abort the child. Is the 11-year-old going to be a parent? Most likely not, but adoption is certainly an option. But how, how do you say that in a way that is convincing them to not abort a child? I think what I would say here is, I mean, there's a variety of ways to address the issue. You should emphasize, emphasize this is a horrible act of violence and injustice. In some cultures, 11-year-old girls who are raped and become pregnant are killed. It's called honor killing. Obviously, that's barbaric. That mm-hmm. in this country, we don't execute uh, women who are victims of rape. We don't even execute rapists, mm-hmm. but we do execute this child. Now, you might say, yeah, but what about psychological harm for this child in continuing this pregnancy and giving birth, well, all right, but what about the psychological harm of, of making her be an accomplice to the killing of her child? Mm-hmm. Uh, people seem to forget about that also, and the psychological harm that can follow someone 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years after they have an abortion. Uh, but the b- main point is that we don't commit violence just because violence has been done. There's always another alternative rather than violence right? against, exactly. the, against the child. Hey, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk to, to Trent about, you know, the violence and the, the protests that could turn violent um, in our Catholic churches over the weekend in front of the Supreme Court justices. Are we ready to stand up if we happen to be in the situation where that violence or those protests are occurring? You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hello, I'm Sarah Herm, and I'm honored to share my story with you. Join me Thursday, June 2nd for the annual gala benefiting InterVisions Healthcare. I made a choice that I regretted, but I was able to reverse my chemical abortion. As a medical nonprofit, all proceeds from the event support the life-affirming work InterVisions provides abortion-minded women in need, women who find themselves in similar situations that I did just four years ago. For more information, visit IVHcare.org, and I look forward to meeting you on Thursday, June 2nd. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Everyday Iowa Catholic Radio connects listeners to Christ with the help of business underwriters. Our listeners appreciate and support businesses who share their values and beliefs. If you own or manage a business, we would like to talk with you about how we can work together to make a positive impact in Central Iowa and beyond. Iowa Catholic Radio underwriters share with us in the mission of changing lives through the good news of Jesus Christ. To learn more about how your business can support Iowa Catholic Radio, contact Deacon Mark Campbell at 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a full-service residential and commercial roofing contractor in the Des Moines area since 1988. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Bell Construction, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Encounter Jesus and local Catholics daily. Tune in to Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of the Daily Mass from St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines, weekday mornings at 1030, or listen anytime with the Iowa Catholic Radio mobile app. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Till, and my guest today is the infamous Trent Horn. Have you ever been called infamous, Trent? <laughs> maybe by some people. Oh, maybe your mom, right? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> indeed. We love our moms. Um, so Trent is a Catholic speaker and author, pro-life advocate, oftentimes heard on Catholic Answers here on Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're talking about defending the sanctity of life against verbal attacks, but also sometimes that physical attack. And and, and we were all warned that there were um, potentially um, some... Uh, folks who would disrupt mass over the weekend, and fortunately, we didn't see any of those things here in the Des Moines metro area. Um, but I did see a lot on social media where there were protests at the Supreme Court justices' homes, the um, graffiti on churches, statues that were damaged over the weekend. And Trent, I as I went to church, I thought, what happens if someone storms the cathedral? While I'm at mass, what am I going to do? Am I going to hide or am I going to stand up, you know, in the center aisle and, you know, become a barrier between them and, and the priest and between them and, you know, the consecrated body and blood of Jesus, you know, and I think we all have to ask ourselves, what would we do if we get into that situation? Your thoughts? Right. And we shouldn't uh, be cowardly, but we also shouldn't be foolhardy. We have to exercise prudence Mm -hmm. in these different situations. Uh, Many churches have people, some churches at least, have volunteers dedicated to security, or at least they're taking this more seriously than what's going on now. So it's sometimes best to let people directly handle things who are skilled to do that. Honestly, I I think if someone is, uh, if someone comes and disrupts Mass, uh, people should pray for them. Uh, should not respond in an uncharitable way. Pray, uh, document as much as you can with a smartphone uh, mm-hmm. on video what is happening, and call the police because what they're doing uh, is a is a crime. Actually, mm-hmm. in fact, it can be prosecuted as a felony under the Face Act. Uh, so, uh, I would just recommend if someone's mass is disrupted by a protester. Uh, pray for them, uh, be cheerful and charitable, videotape them, and contact law enforcement uh, and have them come as soon as possible to resolve the situation. But, um, you know, I, I just it's important to be, one can be um, assertive and bold in their um, standing up to uh, persecution, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, without devolving into tactics that are... Um, unbecoming of mm-hmm. a Christian. A couple of years ago at Daily Mass, there was a, a man who walked in in the middle of the Mass and walked up the center aisle, and you kind of heard him coming, and and 
um, not to stereotype, but he, he appeared to be a homeless gentleman. And you're like, okay, you know, you pray for him. But then they walked straight up, took went up the steps of the the altar and started conversing or trying to converse with, with Father as he was, um, you know, in the middle of the Eucharistic uh, prayer. And there mm. were, I was, I was just stumped. I'm like, oh, I, I, you know. <laughs> and a couple of gentlemen, you know, stepped up and asked him to, you know, please, you know, step aside. And, you know, they, you know, gently guided him off the sanctuary. And, and I never heard anything about it, but we did have a, a police presence uh, the next few days. Um, but yeah, I think all of us need to, like you said, be prepared. You know, we right. may not, we not, may not jump up and have our arms extended like we're going to go into a boxing match. But I was very grateful for those two men that, that, you know, greeted him and escorted him. And it, yeah, and it, that, it wasn't an easy right escort. It was, it took a little convincing, but it, they used their words, not their fists or their bodies. Yeah, I would just recommend asking someone, can you, you know, we can have a, hey, talk about what you believe about abortion or whatever. Let's do it outside. Please, please not in here. Can mm-hmm. you please leave. Uh, we're trying to worship the Lord. And then if people don't, you know, respond to that, uh, then uh, law enforcement mm-hmm. may have the right and duty to use force to protect people and to protect the right to worship. And mm-hmm. then they should be, and that's why it's important for people to, to do that. Uh, and once again, you can, you can be assertive and protect one's rights, protect the sanctity of the, the sanctuary and the church, but one should do so in a prudent way. I appreciate that advice, Trent. It's important for all of us to be prepared. It's one reason why you could have your cell phone out. Not turned on, right. but your cell phone out and ready to go. Trent Horn, thank you so much. We will uh, enjoy listening to you the next time you're on Catholic Answers. God bless you and your family today. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks also to our producer, Jimmy Olson, all of you for joining me today. And we ask St. Gianna Mola, the patron saint for those of in the pro-life advocacy work, to pray for us. Iowa Catholic Radio is listener-supported station, and we perpetually rely on your prayers and your support to continue our mission of connecting listeners with Christ. You can support our mission at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk is every Tuesday at 9.30 and on Iowa Catholic Radio, and always available on podcast through our Iowa Catholic Radio app. Coming up next is the Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary. Have a blessed day. This is Gene Till. God bless. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com.